Welcome to anything about Holmes and Watson. I'm Brendan, and this is... I'm Bo. And... I'm Daniel. And we are the hosts of anything but Holmes uh, and Watson, because this week we are doing a study in Scarlet of the original novel by Sir... Arthur Conan Doyle. Which, as you notice, is n- n- anything but Holmes and Watson. <laughs> well, I'm not going to keep this accent No, no up. we're not going to keep it up, uh, the whole no. thing. But um, it, For those of you who haven't tuned out, uh, thank welcome. You for sta- thank you for staying with us. <laughs> <laughs> a, a Study um, in Scarlet was first published in ni- uh, sorry, 1887. Ooh. Ooh. Quite a bit ago now. Isn't that wild to think that that was like over 100 years before any of us were born? It's so self included. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> you're only like two years older than I am. Yeah, you know, two years going on 40. Oh, yeah, you're casting call. And um, mm. the, the first section of the book is going over John's uh, backstory of him uh, going to Afghanistan. Afghanistan, yes. Mm. Uh, and he, he um, taking a bullet and his um, assistant putting him on a donkey and getting him mm. out of there. But uh, he served very bravely. We're, oh, very, we're, we're, very we're, bravely. We're assured that he served very bravely. Yes. Uh, he himself assured us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The context of him writing the books and him being like, yes, I served very bravely. It, <laughs> it's just real funny. Yeah. it's um. So I think the uh, I love the first two chapters of this book specifically mm. because it's uh, an insight into the world of obviously uh, the first chapter is Mr. Sherlock Holmes. And, and obviously we meet Sherlock in very mysterious circumstances. He's very quick to assess where Watson has come from and that's quite perplexing to Watson. What um what I like is that he doesn't do it originally. No, no, he just... He, he, he had social skills back then. Yeah, so <laughs> he's just like, I perceive that you have come from Afghanistan. And he's like, uh, how did you know that? He's like, oh, never mind, conversation for another time. Um, well... Do you want to move in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I like that their relationship is a relationship with circumstance. Mm. He's like, well, I'm poor-ish. Um, and my brother later will turn out to be rich and awesome. I think, but I'm I think Holmes is like, I'm pretending to be poor. <laughs> Just down, no, down I, no, out I, here to slum it a bit. You have to be very rich to pretend to be poor. <laughs> and I think he is. I think Holmes, the Holmes family is very wealthy. Mm. I don't. I think that his family is wealthy, but he's one of those guys who's like, you guys are all assholes. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's, mm. he's railing against the... Um, but he doesn't have access quote. to money. He actually needs uh, rent. But I like that it's a... It, they're not friends. I get the feeling with. that he could access the money, but he's too proud. And anyway, we're moving on from... <laughs> uh, if Whether Sherlock or not Sherlock Holmes, Holmes was wealthy. Is, is, is a discussion for another time. Or a millionaire. Um, <laughs> well, later on he'll John, dress up like a bat. Uh, we are introduced to John, and yes. then his close friend, who then introduces him to a close, another close friend. Well, not close friend, but an more of an acquaintance, really. <laughs> um, we find Sherlock Holmes uh, dissecting a body. Mm. Uh, he's, no, he's establishing bruise patterns. Yes, by beating it up. Yeah, <laughs> that's if that's not the coolest entrance, I don't know what is. And then he um, pours a liquid, uh, then he puts a, um, a drop of blood into a oh, liquid. Oh, yeah, it's blood. It's the first ever blood analysis in, in uh, literature, I think. Mm. Uh, well, we certainly haven't fact-checked that. We have not. We uh, definitely haven't. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm the fact-checker, and I don't have that in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, I can't imagine too many novels were exploring the idea of um, of blood analysis. Especially uh, if the biggest one was Edgar Allan Poe, who apparently, according to Sherlock Holmes, wrote an insufferable twat as a detective. <laughs> the book was so bad, it made him ill to read. <laughs> Which is strange, because uh, I, I guess that book actually turned him off from reading ever again, because we find out later that Sherlock hates reading Anything unnecessary that's towards not, his work. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, I do love the brain attic theory. I think that's fantastic. Um, so far, it hasn't worked out well for me in my personal life. <laughs> um, well, you just need to apply your attic better. Mm. So apparently, um, you need you need more skills in life than just those that equip you for your job. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't take skills from a fictional character. Probably. It's easier to remember stuff when the author writes that you remember Honestly, stuff. I think that says more about me than it does about Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are introduced to Watson and Sherlock Holmes, and uh, they have a very abrupt and very uh, forward not keeping any secrets mm. because uh, if men are to live together, they should not keep secrets. Mm. Mm. Um, uh, John's very sad that he has no one calling on him, coming around and checking on him. No friends coming over. Sherlock never has friends coming over to a 2 It does say that um, he has callers, but they're never friends. They're all clients. They're always clients. And he's very specific about saying they're clients for my... Uh, he says, I must use this uh, space as a place of business. Mm. And, and it's actually quite interesting that uh, how John and keeps us as a perspective away from what Sherlock is doing for all this time. Mm. We, we never find out until how we How old do you think they are at this point? We only... I, I think... They're, they're going to be in their 30s. I, I think 30s. I think... Late 20s. I think late 20s, early 30, uh, 30s. But it's interesting because of the time period, they seem like much older men. Mm. Mm. It doesn't help that the like I've only ever read the book and I've only ever listened to audiobooks that were done by, firstly, uh, Derek Jacoby mm -hmm. and... Um, or Derek Jacoby, however you want to pronounce it. And then, well, I'd, um, I'd like to pronounce it correctly. Mm. Uh, so it's the way he pronounces it, which is Derek, Derek Jacoby. Okay, cool. That'll do it. Uh, and then uh, Stephen Fry, who are, you know, not young men uh, at the time of their <laughs> recording. Yeah, it's not young. Um, so I, I kind of, I imagine them to be a little bit older, but I do think that they're probably more like um, early 30s. Um, I always imagine Sherlock Holmes to be young, but I always imagine, so I, because he's like tough, he beats people up. Uh, sometimes he he he's he's <laughs> That's known the mark of a tough guy. No, he but like he, he knows he knows how to fight mm. and whatever. And I always imagine Doctor Watson to be like. 20 years older than him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's because they had all those illustrations of them where Holmes is this lean, taut, um, wiry man and then um, Watson's like sort of bumbling behind him, clearly sweaty with like a bit more cheek. <laughs> Which is strange because in this book they are both like... They're bachelors. They're, they're, no, they like they are both like can't afford anything because rent is so high. Mm, too damn high. Too damn high! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. it yeah, it's, so it's interesting to see the perspective of Sherlock Holmes. Our perspective has been influenced by pop culture. Yes. But also perhaps the reason that the covers uh, draw Sherlock Holmes and Watson in a specific way is because everyone expects it to be that way. Right, yeah, yeah. 
Can I um, just point out real quickly how um, all the way through the book, uh, London is described as a cesspit and how hated it is mm. by, the, uh, it seems, the narrator. I think Conan Doyle is <laughs> such a prick. He, he just, he talks about how, the uh, especially lower class people, people of lower Ew, class. the poor. And, uh, lower economic standing are basically scum and mm. uh, they don't have real brains like Sherlock and John, people mm. of breeding and means. Yeah. So there is that very, but that was a, a very much a time of class, uh, you know. Like yes. there were, the, they had the classes then in terms of. Um, when was the workhouses? Because that was that, that around that time. Y- still yeah. Around, so and this was written during that time. Yeah. Child, yeah. if you read Charles Dickens, all of his ones are like the rich suck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck the rich. Uh, they are putting the poor people in poor houses, and Arthur Conan is like, yeah, fuck the poor. Because yeah. I'm one of those rich ones. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be. Um, so let's let's have a. a I'll bit of a sell chat out about my entire uh, career to write sh- these books I hate. Well, if the second uh, half of this book is evidence <sighs> of his uh, his writing outside of Sherlock Holmes, uh-huh. I, I don't love it. Um, I get why it was necessary, but I feel like it, it didn't. Um, I didn't enjoy the tangent it went off away from the interesting character of Sherlock Holmes in the first book. I got two and a half chapters in uh, to that second half. Mm. I couldn't I can't do this. It's bad. So, uh, plot spoiler for for those who who have never seen... Who haven't read this 150 year old book. No, but like also, technically I Um, haven't. So, we find uh, halfway through, uh, Sherlock has caught the uh, suspect and the suspect throws himself out a window, uh, trying to get away from being caught. Mm. Uh, and then we flush, flush over to the U- United States of America and a the man, colonies. Uh, no longer, no oh, longer, no, no and longer. The uh, the colonies, colonies uh, the United States, <laughs> and um, in Utah, mm-hmm. where um, a man is dying of thirst with a little girl in his arms, and he's given all her her all the water. And the rest of their party has died. It's such a good um, setup to what turns out to be nothing. And um, these two people sit down in the shed of a boulder waiting to die. And then the Mormons come along. Good old Mormons. Um, and but I'm just saying the Mormons because that's the... That's what they, they call themselves. That's uh, what's used in the book. Um, um, what do they call themselves in the book? Uh, Mormons, but in real life they just call themselves Seven Day Adventists. Right. Um, yeah, uh, you want to explain the context behind that? Uh, I'm not going to explain the history of the Mormons. That's fair. Uh, because that's a bit... It's a long yeah. story. But I mean, imagine that. You're just trying to die in peace under a boulder. <laughs> uh, and and they just, just... That's when they come. It's like, it might as well be dinner time. So they um, they see him up on the ridge. They, um, they, go and they pick him up and they pick the girl up and they take him to the leader. And they're like, oh, yeah, you guys can come with us. You just need to convert. And I'm like... <laughs> So well, I guess we're converting. <laughs> I, I can see that you're dying. Do you have a moment to spare to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? <laughs> That's um, essentially it. Yeah. But also, <laughs> if you want me to convert to your religion, wait until I'm dying in the desert. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it for sure. Yeah, until I get back, and then I'll ditch you assholes. Um, and uh, when they finally get to Salt Lake City, they um uh, they set up the temple and. Uh, and he, he's given a very large swath of land to work, and he's stu- uh, and he's very good at it. He works from dawn to dusk, and uh, the 
about 20 years later. When does Sherlock Holmes come in? Because this is already <laughs> this, getting long. This is important backstory. It really isn't. So there's two murder victims back in London in 20 years' time. Uh, they found the suspect. He's an American. I'm already bored um, with your explanation. <laughs> and this is the footnotes, too. These like. are the footnotes. <laughs> We're all fucked. Uh, Can we talk about Lestrade now? Uh, no. Okay. I'm not give, you have the work for Lestrade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Carry on. And then uh, anything but Holmes and Watson and the second half of a study <laughs> of Scarlet. <laughs> That's the new name of our, um, our podcast. So uh. he eventually. Uh, the farmer, he's told he has to uh, give his daughter up and uh, to so one of the people in the community can have another wife because they're polygamous, polygamists at this point. Mm. Okay. Um, that means they have multiple wives. Oh, thank you. Um, and, and he's like, no, I don't want to. And he's, and then they um then they then Mormon ninjas start happening. What Mormon ninjas? Okay, I'm interested um, now. And they start writing. Um, and they're like, you have to give your daughter up by the end of the month. And they start writing the numbers of the days until they have. He has to give her up. Oh, that's fucked. I um, love it. Around this is the terrible. place. This is like the village. Um, oh like, yeah. Like in their, he will write them in the house. Like uh. Write it in their locked house, and then they'll write it outside the house, and he'll stay up all night waiting to hear something and then one night when he hears scratching the door and he's like ah oh, they're writing on the door now he runs downstairs with his gun and there's nothing there oh sherlock holmes no Aww. so um this uh before uh there was also another guy that um was helping on the farm was his it, name lestrade no oh! <laughs> <laughs> this turns out to be the murderer and he fell in love with the girl but um Eventually the girl, she's like, oh, I, I have to give myself over to these people because I love you, father. And uh, and he dies from heartbreak. And then uh, she dies from heartbreak. And when her when he when this guy finally comes back, he's he's like, what happened to them? And an old lady's like, oh, they, they died from heartbreak. <sighs> um, and your girlfriend, partner person that mm -hmm. uh, you were engaged to, um, uh, here's her ring because she didn't want to be buried with it uh, because she didn't want to have to be married in the next life. Uh, can we talk about Holmes and Watson yet? No! <laughs> I'm not done! Okay. I had to suffer through this. You didn't! <laughs> okay, fair enough. Go on. Uh, and then he, and then he's like, I'm going to go to the hotel and tell him what for. And he goes all the way to Chicago. And, um, and oh, wow. Now we're in Chicago. We're in Chicago now. And the, and the, um, and this, the guy that married his beloved looks out the window and he sees him and he's like, ah, this means bad news. Call the cops so I can get this guy arrested because I have money and privilege. And, okay. um, and the cops arrest him and he goes away for a bit and he's still scared. So he takes assistant and he goes to Germany and then he, the guy gets now out. Now we're in Germany. Then the guy gets this out. Is, uh, this is a crusade. These are the footnotes. I'm going fast. Okay. <laughs> Give me a chance. Okay. <laughs> the guy gets out. He goes to Germany and chases them around for a while. And then he, he's and they're still scared. So he go, they go to England uh, and he follows them to England and he... So kind of out of money at this point. So he's, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to become a taxi driver. Oh, uh, there he uh, is. An old day taxi driver. Hey, that's um, where Sherlock Holmes comes in. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he follows them around for a time. And finally, this guy, um, uh, his assistant goes 
Um, they get kicked out of a place they were staying, and his assistant goes to another place uh, on a train one day, and then the guy, he misses his train, uh, and he um, he's like, I'm just going to go get drunk. Um, and he <sighs> gets drunk, and then he goes back to his old <laughs> lodging, and then he goes... Uh, then he, um, then the son of the place where he, uh, with the lady that he was staying at, was following him. So he was scared. So he got a cart that he didn't recognize. And the guy was like, "I'm gonna take you to a bar." And he drunk and drunk and drunk and drunk. And then at the night, he was like, "Hey, come, come, I'll take you back to your place." And he, fi- and they finally, and he's, he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go to the hotel now." Clippity clop, clippity clop, clippity clop. And finally, oh my god, um, that's where he gets killed, right? Uh, they end in up the in, abandoned a ma- in an abandoned manse uh, and get killed. Mm. They, and um, he he um, he poisons poisons him. He gives him a tablet, right? Um, uh, which was uh, so. This was the lover of the woman who died. Yeah, kills the her, hu- her husband, her husband to be. Yeah, the w- the one that he was promised to. Uh, that she was promised to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, that was like the Bible. Like that's how long, <laughs> that's, how long, that's how long that was. That was like a Book of Mormon. Uh, <laughs> and, and then, oh God, then Sherlock Holmes. Uh, 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 no, no, no. Oh no, that's when Gregson and Lestrade come on the scene. Uh, no, uh, no. So um, <laughs> the Sherlock stuff happens, and then um, this guy, he's like, they're on to me, but I still need to make money. So he's still a cabbie. Uh, and he's like, uh, I need to kill that. I need to kill the assistant though, because he's the only one that knows about me. So he goes and kills him. Uh, he uses a ladder and climbs up there, uh, tries to poison him, doesn't work. Uh, and then he slashes his throat. Uh, and then he uh, he's just like, I'm going to work for a, as a cabbie until I can make my money uh, enough money to get back to America, and then I'll be home free. Mm. Okay, that's it. Okay. Yeah. That's, That's the most boring and stupid thing I've ever heard. And then he gets a job uh, to um, at two p two one Baker Street. That, that's what. That's uh, um, and then he gets thrown. Then he gets. Then someone puts handcuffs oh, on him. Oh, that's right. He, and then he jumps out a window. He responds to the advertisement that Holmes puts in the paper. I think is. What oh happens. yeah, yeah. Yes. He and, and then he comes. He comes to two twenty one B, and there's a scuffle, and then he's like, "Fuck this! I'm out." Excuse yeah. my language. And, and uh, I left out the ring part because I'm. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's it's um, long. There's a lot there. So, question, Bo. Mm. I, this is the first Sherlock Holmes book-ish that I've read. Yes. Are they all this bad? Uh, no. Do I so need to cancel I, this I remember, podcast? I, I remember I, um, I, I read this particular book first because it's the first in the series. And I remember getting to that chapter and I was like, what is happening? Now, imagine what inspired you to read this book was... 2009's Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes. Oh, you're oh, fucking. Oh my god. And I go into this thinking, fucking, yeah, we're going to smack bang guns. It's going to be proper, proper quality. And then <laughs> I get into this and I'm like, Utah, what? And yeah, so um, that was that was hard. That was a hard read. But the, the other one, the, I, I find my favorite Sherlock Holmes books are the shorter stories because it's usually just like a. Uh, you know, like a 30 pages done kind of thing. Mm. Um, Punchier. Yeah, yeah, I like those. I like, um, particularly when they're a good little mystery, you know, that has to be un- unsolved very quickly. Uh, that's nice. Um, I find I found in this one there wasn't really a mystery that the audience could solve. Like, we've we learnt things in this one. Mm. Uh, like, how, like, how you can tell how tall someone may be 
uh, by the step, the length of their stride, by the length of their stride, and uh, where they rise well, in a wall. I think that's what's really interesting um, about. So the interesting thing about this book is um, the science of deduction is something I've always found really fascinating um, from Sherlock Holmes in terms of just the way he is able to deduce things from the smallest amount of information. And uh, I love uh, that part in the novel where Watson is reading the article that Sherlock published and he's like, what utter dribble this is. And Holmes is like, what What, what, do, you, what do you mean? And he's like, this this man thinks he's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute loser is basically what, what Watson says. And then This Holmes, guy is stupid and dumb and weird and dumb uh, and stupid okay. and lame and then and dumb. And then Holmes just goes, I wrote the article. It was and definitely on purpose, wasn't and, it? And Watson's just like, <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you that Sherlock had the paper turned oh, to that page. Okay, he set that up. Not so only hard. that, but I think he set up like a lot of stuff. He oh, baited shit, yeah. um, Watson enough to see if he was smart enough to figure it out. Mm. Yeah. And also, like, the idea that uh, Mrs. Hudson didn't bring his tea and breakfast on time. No, 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 no. Not Mrs. Hudson. She isn't given a name. In oh, this. Is that, I thought it was Mrs. I thought they meant it's it. later Mrs. Hudson, but it's not oh, yet. She, oh, maybe they just say the landlady then. Yes, just uh, the well, the the landlady who later she's, is she doesn't get to name. She she's the help. Anyway, so the help doesn't bring his tea and crumpets or whatever it is he's having for breakfast. <laughs> and he's like, um, I was miffed about that already. So I picked up a magazine from the table, which just happened to be there in front of me where I would usually sit. And I'm already feeling very grumpy about my lack of crumpets and tea. And this absolute dribble in this magazine made me so angry. I must speak to somebody about it. Who shall I speak to but the man sitting opposite me? Um, who happened to write the article. There's, uh, Can we also bring up that Sherlock kills a dog in this book? Yeah, but Wait, like they, they emphasize that it's a very sick dog <laughs> that, was, that was almost dying and we needed to test a poison. Oh, okay. So what, he just breaks its neck? No. <laughs> Did you read the book? I have read it. I just can't remember that. So, it was a so, um, so you know how he was poisoned by... Uh, he was poisoned. Yeah. yeah so so Sherlock Holmes was like, this is probably the poison. Oh, I want right. to test he it, on the, it on the dog. Well, that's yeah, where the... That's where the joke in... Um, you in poisoned Holmes. my dog. Our dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but okay. in that one, it was just knockout drugs. But, this um, is the one he's dead. dead. It, it wasn't uh, uh, John's dog. And no. John's dog doesn't have a name yet. It was a. It was Sherlock Holmes's dog, right? Uh, it was, was someone stray off the street. I it think. was um, uh, the one of the peep, one of the helps, All right? Dogs or something. Oh, uh, later on. But Sherlock would have justified that by saying that we're actually solving a crime here, so yes. it's worth and the it's, death of. Well, he's not a old, and it has grey on its muzzle. It's it's worth the death of little Timmy's favorite pet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bobby, what's the, and what, it goes relatively peacefully. Yeah. Uh, Mummy, what happened to our dog? Well, this lovely detective solved a crime and killed him. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about Lestrade yet? Okay, we, we will talk Fine. about Lestrade. That bumbling and fool. And um, Grace. Okay, Grayson, yeah. so Lestrade and Grayson, I love both of them in this book because every five, every time they're on, on scene, he's like, Sherlock. 
I did this. I solved this. And then and then Lestrade's pushing away. Like, no, 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 no. I solved this. It's all good, Sherlock Holmes, please. Well, admire one me. One thing I think is interesting is um, they talk about Gregson being the more competent of the two. Um, um, mm. Comparatively, between the two of them. Okay. And, then, and what Sherlock says is that um, they know that he is their superior, but Gregson particularly would rather like cut off his nose than admit that <laughs> to a, a third excuse me a third party which uh, I think is uh, very fun that Sherlock has that sort of arrogance about him that he's like yeah they know I'm the best not to um not to judge who won but no one knows about Gregson and everyone knows about Lestrade now well I thought that was a really smart move uh, I don't want to move too much into this because we will talk about this eventually but that's fine. Um, they bring Gregson as a main character into elementary that's and cool. they make him a very competent character in that and he's a prominent character so I like that they did that in elementary and I think it's Lestrade also in that he does appear yes uh, but he's more cameo couple of episodes oh stuff. that's interesting mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting it's, that when they went that way around. Well, Lestrade is this really, uh, he becomes this really, uh, like he's a fame-hungry mm-hmm. detective, which I, I kind of like that for him. And Gregson's more like a straight down the line where, you know, criminal justice. And anyway, he's American. Yes. Yeah, that too. Um, did you, uh, what did you think about Lestrade in this? I, I, I have to say I much prefer great, uh, Gregson mm. because he's... Um, he like he swaggers in uh, during the last solution uh, segment, and he's like, "Ah, yes, I I sold this, um, and it <laughs> can't be your person." I love uh, how confident he was because um, <laughs> I have found that this man that's related to it is actually dead. The assistant is actually dead, so your man is the wrong man, and therefore you're wrong. But I don't have a solution. <laughs> um, I'll give you 99 problems, but not one solution. There's also a great bit with them where, uh, is it Vera? So there was, a, there was something written on the wall. Oh, Raka. Raka. And it's like, uh, yes, this it's person. It's Rachel. Her name is Rachel. Yes, but also, and then, uh, what's, and then Shark is like, by the way, Raka is uh, German for revenge or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then later on, he tells Watson, I don't actually know what that is. <laughs> it's it's uh, I don't I don't they're going to be going I just around. Made, I just made that up. Yeah. <laughs> we got, they're going to be going around looking for a German and I will and they'll be out of our hair. So he just lied. I love that they they found the wedding ring on the floor and um Gregson I'm pretty sure it was Gregson was like uh you mark my words. This has a there's a woman involved in this. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> he wasn't he wrong. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> so uh, well, I love that, that was his only contribution. It's like <laughs> <Yes>. no shit. <laughs> <laughs> what a woman's ring? Yes, a woman must be involved. Then surely. I uh, I respect him. Uh, anyway, anything else that is important to this? Um, I think it's uh, one thing I I always take from uh, re-listened uh, to of the first chapters of this book we well, uh, never listen to this is um just getting an understanding for per, uh, personalities particularly that of Holmes and Watson uh so I, I really love listening to just the awe with which uh Watson has for Holmes in the first sort of days to weeks of their living together and he's very much fascinated by him and I think that really encapsulates how the audience feels about Sherlock Holmes you're really interested by him you want to know more about it who he is what he does his habits and he talks a lot about you know how he um 
he, he complains that he hasn't got a case. He's like, oh, it's, everything's shit. <laughs> I don't have a case. And then a case pops up and he's like, mm, no, I won't go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I just couldn't have another case. And then but he's literally in the same chapter. He just whinged that he had nothing to do. No criminal. There's no crime. No crime to be had, Watson. No cases for me to solve. And then what? this this thing comes along and, and he's like, mm, no, I won't. I won't do it. As we all know, Victorian London was crime free. Yeah. One of the um one of the thing well, like I think what he says is that there's no interest in crimes. It's all like people yeah, it's mugging common, each other it's and stabbing. Crime. But what what I thought was um, no interesting ones. It's like it's it, it's very much like house. Like imagine that um that that's like the clinic where house is like I don't want to do clinic duty. I want interesting cases. Mm. So um one thing that I I quite like about that um and. I think this gets discussed more nowadays uh, than it, it would have done previously, but he also uh, puts that to him being very lazy. Mm -hmm. um, but then he'll have fits of energy where he's like really productive. And I think Sherlock Holmes probably suffered from some form of depression or bipolar. Oh, he definitely did. Did you hear the first like the first introduction? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like but sometimes I mean, they get sad instead. I mean from like a wall. clinical diagnosis point of view, he def he wasn't just a bit sad. He was like definitely bipolar or, or depressed. And I, I think it's interesting um how that sort of manifest in his uh like saying I want to go out and solve crimes and then a crime pops up and he's like, no, no, I don't want to go. Um, I think that's really an interesting character study What for I, a 1887 book. <laughs> what I find interesting is that, um, so for me, it's Dr. Watson. When um, in adaptations, uh, Sherlock Holmes is a drug addict and he yes. is, um, and Watson that's is his doctor. In the books though. Yeah, but I didn't realize that it was. I oh, thought okay. I thought that he was like, oh yes, he took opium because he was uh, thinking or whatever, and it's just something that you did because it's the eighteen hundreds. I didn't realize that him being a drug addict is actually in the books. No, no, it's it's part of dulling his mind so he's not constantly on the go, which I think is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else uh, that you'd like to discuss? Who's your favorite character in this book? Oh, Gregson. Gregson? Yeah. Gregson is oh, pretty cool. great. He's he's such he's such he's he's so close to a solution to being on the ball. Yeah, yeah. But he's just off. And meanwhile, Lestrade's like, I put my pants on this morning. Look, I man, I I disagree. He, Lestrade and Gregson are as smart as each other. I don't I don't know. They're don't. just they're just like, hey, Holmes, I found this. And Gregson's like but I found this, and and that's their relationship. I love both of them. And and John's uh, is picking up all the clues and actually picking up social interactions that, well, Sherlock doesn't care about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's why they have a good dynamic. He, well, I, he's I, like, you need to talk to people. The other thing I think is really interesting as well is there's that moment where we meet Sherlock and he's beating up a dead body, um, mm -hmm. and then when Watson first sees the corpse in the room, he's like. It was like this horrible, ugly thing staring up at us, like death had entered the room kind of thing. And Holmes is like, where's the body? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's a really interesting, like... I like him being matter of fact. I think that's an aspect of his character that mm. really works now and then. I, 
I I um I liked that they didn't really give a lot of descriptors yeah. to Sherlock's uh like they didn't give an eye color or really a hair color besides a dark color. Mm. So like anyone could play him. It's it's really cool. Did they do that later? Uh, they, they describe him as being uh, tall and long, lean. Long, I think is lean, the nice one. Uh, dark of hair, and he has very angular, like hawkish features. Mm. That sounds about right. Um, this comes from before movies were popular. So yeah. the visual medium, the visual way that people describe books now, was influenced by movies mm. and. I, I think the most accurate look for Sherlock Holmes, like from the books, although he's a little bit older, uh, would be Jeremy Brett's portrayal oh, of yeah. um, of Holmes. That's I think what he he. If you were to like face mash him and his head and Robert Downey Jr.'s body, mm-hmm. I think that's what you would get. Uh, Robert's a bit short. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, like the lean, sort of muscular body yeah. that he had. Whereas I find some of the other, uh, and also I think um, Johnny Lee Miller probably has the best frame for it because he's kind of weirdly muscular, but not like mm. he's more like a dancer than a a, a weightlifter. So mm. uh, yeah, so I, I think that's that's that we get there. I, wow, I that went we, that went really. Uh, I think <laughs> we've we're like imagining Sherlock's body for a moment. There, yeah, I think he would have abs for sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I think uh, we're, I think we've exhausted this I, I conversation subject. That's fair, uh, and uh, I think that's where we shall leave it, and we'll happily see you next time. I've been Brendan, and I've been Bo, and I've been Daniel. It's been a pleasure. Just never talk about Holmes and Watson. Or a study in Scarlet Part 2. <laughs> oh, oh, the shame. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye.